know how like Akira, um, the film, right? Oh, well, the name Akira is a really common given name in Japan. Mm-hmm. So the movie really is just kind of like titled Greg. 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 If you think about it, you know. Steve. Steve. Boop. Shit, man. This is a podcast. We're back. Back well, at we're it po- We're podcasting here. This is a podcast. Back at it again. My boob and booty's hot. Got uh, a K-pop song stuck in my head. And the, one of the English lines, it goes, I'm hot. My boob and booty's hot. And they didn't pluralize boobs. I think that's cute. I only got one they have one giant yeah. boob. One giant my boob. boob and booty's hot. Queen card. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. Uh, prior to this, I was watching a little bit of a, a little film uh, by the name of All About Lily Chushu. Um, Lily really sh- Poop Shoot? Really, Lily Poop Scoop. Poop Scoop. Lily Duke Scoot. It's got me bummed out, man. Those fucking Japanese movies, man. Sometimes it bum you out. Bum God you damn out. those Japanese movies. God damn Do it those. To you every time. That's the crazy opening line for a song, huh? God well, damn. you know that's that's Weezer for you, huh? Perpetually stuck in high school. You if high, in not just any high school. Nineteen ninety-five high school. I wonder what nineteen ninety-five high school is like. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I don't know. Let's see. Uh, let me check my podcast notes to see if I had any anything interesting to talk about this week. You keep notes. I'm, uh, just I'm like, out here freestyle jazz. Uh, just like random observations they make throughout the week that I might want to talk about. Usually it's not even relevant to the podcast. That's why I was I watching Not a Little Bit before uh, we recorded. Well, actually, I watched the basketball, but before that, I, we watched Not a Living Dead. It's in the public the domain. Oh, good. Public domain, Not a Living Dead. You can watch it anywhere. They put it on like every streaming service because nobody owns it. I own it now. Mine. I think it's uh, in the public domain because of a mistake they made during the copyright claim. Yeah, well, Something I know like that. that. Like, there was a that movie has been in legal issues for a long time. It felt like. Yeah, be, I think because they didn't file the copyright correctly or something. Well, well what are you gonna do, huh? Uh, they're just youngsters making a little film, a little film about little zomboids. Little zomboids. I, get, like, I was surprised. Because, you know, it's black and white, and uh, it's definitely edited like an older movie. It's very much of its time, especially because of, like, the small budget. But if they re- if they enjoyed that black and white film, it sounds like they're ready to watch the 1990 s- 1967 Seijun Suzuki film, Branded to Kill. Man. You think so? You think they're ready? Probably not. I don't think that. Branded <laughs> to Kill? Gonna, I was going to try Dawn of the Dead next. Oh, <laughs> they gotta read subtitles if they watch Brendan to Kill. Yeah, I mean they can read subtitles. Well, I guess you watch a dub version. That's what Quentin Tarantino was watching back in the day. That's what most of us were watching back in the day. We didn't watch subs until we were in our twenties. I didn't start watching subbed anything until uh, my anime phase at like fourteen or fifteen, and then at that point I was like, oh, I guess I should watch foreign films with subtitles too. That's probably better. And then I did. Changed my life forever. Started watching stuff like uh, All About Lily Shushu and um, Last Life in the Universe. And I've yeah, been bummed out going. ever since. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. My heart. Well, this movie sure wasn't impressing. That, you know. Oh, yeah. This is content. See where I'm Tiger's Cow. My boob and booty's hot. That's Sean. I'm Rat Sean. I got Rat the Sean. cure for what ails your boob and booty. It's called Loom. Loom. In your butt crack. Loom in your in your booty and your boob. Endorsed by Mick Foley on his podcast. Yeah, but not Mick actually Rowe. endorsed. Just like this. Yeah, not not a paid endorsement. Not a paid endorsement. An unpaid endorsement from Mick Foley. Genuine. Yeah, a man with a but apparently a very but sweaty butt crack and sweaty uh, testicles, I believe. Sometimes yeah. in the summertime, especially in Arizona, I do get sweaty testicles. Uh, I'm not ever really wearing underwear. Or, Neither you know, am I. I'm always Doesn't just matter. wearing like shorty shorts, so my balls themselves are fine. It's more just like crevices. <laughs> crevices. Crevices. I have, a, I have my balls create a crevice between my thighs. Crevice. Crevasse. Crevasse. Yeah, uh, yeah this uh, content tour. We <laughs> review uh, Netflix original films. 
Netflix as a platform never made any money, never will. The goal is simply to just provide you with shovelware and make other forms of media consumption obsolete so that they're the only game in town. We're disrupting the economy. We're disrupting the, the fucking the fabric of entertainment. We're every tech startup. We're going to disrupt this industry so that you have to rely on us for a worse version. Hell yeah. Silicon Valley. Hyperloop. <laughs> Tesla. <laughs> All that shit. It's all a scam. Netflix is a scam, but they got movies on it. At one point, they decided to get into producing their own original films. They don't um, advertise these films at all or promote them. But they this, exist. This is episode one. Let's go. <laughs> Just to, you know, catching up people up for you know what's the what's the angle we're taking here on these Netflix original films? There's some secret gems in this content sewer that we're we're, we're, we're plunged into every week. Did we find one this week? Let's find out. We watched Tiger Tail. That's directed by Tiger's Kyle. Alan Yang. It's a film about me, Tiger's Kyle. <laughs> it's my Tiger Tail. T A L E. Get it? Do you get nope. it? No, I don't. <clears throat> uh, it has a really fucking cool song in it that they use quite a bit. Do you like the song? Oh, you mean when they're like switching between time periods? Yeah, like the, I guess, maybe, I don't know the if it's... Sorrowful music? No, 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 no. I'm talking about the, like, 70s psychedelic candle pop. Oh, uh, yeah, pop yeah, song. I do like that one. I guess he probably technically isn't canto pop because it's not in Cantonese, I would think. No, it's either Taiwanese or Mandarin. Because he's a Taiwanese singer, yeah. Let's check. Let's see if I can find anything else about it. Uh, it's sung by a woman named Yao Su Rong, also known as Du Su Young. Yao So Young, Yao Su Young, and You So Young. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Taiwanese singer and actress rose to fame in the late sixties. While uh, you look, yeah, up, Mandarin was, language. So yeah. she got popular. She had a big hit with the Mandarin language rewrite of a Japanese pop song. So I'm guessing that it's probably Mandarin for most of her songs. Hell yeah, uh, the song's really good. It is called uh, Toshin De Ren. Check it out. It's available on wherever you get your music from. Probably not on Spotify or Apple Music or anything. So it's just on YouTube and like SoundCloud probably. I don't know. I've gotten Japanese, plenty of Japanese music from Apple. but Yeah, that's because uh, city pop and uh, Japanese pop music in general had a bit of a renaissance the last 20 years in the West. But maybe not Taiwanese movie uh, music. What, what's it called yeah, again? Maybe. Find out. Uh, so the singer is Yao Su Rong. And the song is Toshin De Ren. I'm going to look for the singer first to see. Okay, Y-A-O space S-U space R-O-N-G. Yeah, so uh, anyways, it's really cool. It's got a little election or electric organ uh, intro. I mean, throughout the whole song is in it too, but it starts off with just electric organ and drums, and it's uh, fucking cool. All right, so she's definitely on Apple Music. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't... the. Most of these titles are in t- Mandarin. Like so the actual I script? I can't read it. Yeah, I can't read the script. Or Taiwanese, even. Uh, Lover's mm-hmm. Tears is the only one that I can read. Only one that's in the Roman alphabet? Yeah, so, I mean, I just, well, let me, got um, a pretty expensive catalog. I'm surprised. Let me, uh, I'll describe to you the Chinese characters. To see okay, let's see, please. <laughs> All right, so the first character is, um... Incredibly complex. Yep, it's that's like a point. triangle on top. Um, to the left of it is like a uh, lowercase L with like a hook on it. And with yeah, within the house, uh, it's like a really fancy eight, and right. it looks like the, and the next letter is like a T-shirt. <laughs> Kinda yeah. And the next letter of that is like an eight, and like a bow. Does it have like dots on top? And then the last one is uh, Praying Hands. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah they definitely it have it on there. It's the second <laughs> song on here. <laughs> well, she's got one song more popular than that, <laughs> which would make sense because this uh, Wikipedia article I'm reading is uh, the first film she starred in and rose to fame. Today I Won't Come Home is supposedly a huge mega hit. Mega hit. She's um, 77 years old. Nice. Still alive? Yeah, looks like it. 
She was quite a looker back in the, the whenever this picture was taken. Uh, I wasn't gonna say that, but yeah. I guess it could be assumed she was a pop star, so yeah. Well, you never know. Some of the times, what was pop star? Older pop stars get away with being uglies. Uh, I don't think so much in like the um, East Asian pop world. Oh, not even the dudes. <laughs> the dudes, yeah. Not women, though. You crazy? <laughs> you fucking nuts? <laughs> you fucking nuts, buddy? Uh, in addition to this cool ass song, uh, which this song for some reason makes me feel nostalgia for a time period, a culture, and a country that I have nothing to do with. <laughs> <laughs> the power of music, I guess. Um, I guess presumably I have like the ghost of nostalgia for like Canto Pop and Canto Pop adjacent songs from watching like Hong Kong movies when we were little kids. But yeah, when I hear like Canto Pop and stuff, I'm like, fuck yeah, man, this is the shit right here. <laughs> I can really get down to this. Just imagine smoking a whole pack of cigarettes. Uh, Tiger Tail, though, what's the film about? It's not just about a cool song. Some would say it's not even about the song at all. It's a little bit, because what it, the film, what it's about is, you know when you see those like stoic, older East Asian men, like, you know, at the market... Yeah, it's or, because they gave up their long-lost love, and then they had to take it out on everybody else for some shit. And or, you know, you meet your friend's dad, and it's like, why doesn't he talk? He just stares at the wall. <laughs> and you know what? It's because, yeah, his life sucked. And guess what? If you can believe it, he used to dance. He used to dance with the dames. But not anymore. Now he just <laughs> sits in a chair and stares at the wall. <laughs> Occasionally he says a, a, a few words to you. None of them comforting. Uh, mostly, it just makes you feel bad about yourself. <laughs> yeah, I imagine um, children of uh, men from this generation from certain places, Taiwan, mainland China, Vietnam, Cambodia, fucking Northern Ireland. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, I guess it's, uh, you know, after like World War One and World War Two, they didn't have an understanding of, like PTSD. It's like, oh, it's just shell shock. It's, he's never once spoken to his wife or his children. He just installed himself in that chair and he's white knuckle gripping his whiskey. <laughs> he's fine. He's just shell shocked. He'll get over it. And this movie's about how a dude could go from dancing in a Wong Kar Wai inspired scene to stoic gruffness in a bland Netflix style scene. I, yeah, but it's all his own fucking fault. Um, I have no yeah, sympathy, sympathy for this asshole, really. It, it, his daughters didn't ask to be born, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, at the end of the movie, he's like, you know what? I think I need to tell you something. I once loved somebody, and that's why I'm sad, and I ruined your life. Well, I mean, it's actually bigger than that why he's sad. It's, um, he, like, had, he left his mom behind. He left his country behind. He left his love behind, all because of um, some false promise of what america is and uh yeah it's his own fault because he made the choice but it's not like he was making an informed choice right he just i gotta go to america everything's gonna be better in america oh okay i guess i can marry my boss's daughter well like it's not like he made a good choice but it's not i don't know i have sympathy for him because i I mean i guess to a little extent but at the same time it's like come on man just like suck it up a little bit here because you know I mean, him and his wife did suck it up for a long time. <laughs> no, they, he never did. He was an asshole the entire time. He never He never tried to dance with his wife. Yeah, he gave up on that pretty quick, especially because she was like, do you want to dance? And he was like, mm, nah, I just want to work at the grocery store. Yeah, and then so he's I'm like, that. I brought home the harmonium. We're going to learn to play it. In fact, a really good scene, too, because, you know, he, he brings them the harmonium. He's like, we can learn to play together. And she's like, cool. And then it's the montage of monotonous routine, right? And the notes he played on the harmonium continue to be the same notes, right? The song itself never grows or expands, just like the actions we're seeing. And then when we cut to the present period or whatever, we see the harmoniums just got a bunch of shit on it. They never actually played it together or learned to play it. and blah 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 there's some good filmmaking shit in this film is what i'm trying to say oh yeah no, it's a good movie yeah uh we found one ladies and gentlemen we found one yeah <laughs> got one um the only so thing i, I wish I, guess... I made it a little bit more clear is uh i think you i think you start 
with him and his daughter, and then you show him as a kid. But I don't. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. I guess is uh, first of all, um, his daughter, the woman who plays his daughter, is not. A yeah, great, not a actress. great actress. That's she's actually the weakest actor actor in the in the movie. I don't know. I guess I wouldn't say that she's not a good actress. It's just that um the way it's filmed and directed for the, those scenes between her and her father, the style is like really flat and unaffected, which I think might be an intentional choice to show like the nature of their relationship. But she doesn't seem to be good at acting in that style. Yeah, but, she comes off a little forced. Well, yeah, she just comes off um, like she's acting, whereas uh, our protagonist, he's fine. He seems like an, an actual depressed man. Yeah, because, um, I mean, let's see when he was born, our actor Zima, because my guess is uh, he probably knew plenty of men. Well, I guess his name is pronounced Taima, T-Z-I. I fucking I hate romanization. <laughs> uh, yeah, but my, I guess anyways, my point is I'm sure he's been around lots of broken men. And I, I think in the last movie I mentioned kind of uh, comedically like that that movie should have been about her his dad retiring, right? Right, and like, yeah. And I was like, oh, I like movies about like sad dudes. <laughs> and, and we blah, found blah. one. And yeah, uh, I guess I do actually like movies about sad dudes. Now that I think about it, and yeah, this is good. This is a good sad dude movie. Um, but uh, my initial point, I guess, to get back around to it, is uh, his daughter's not that great of an actress. And I think if they wanted to make the focus of the movie about him reconciling with his daughter or opening up to his daughter, the movie probably needed to be longer and have more in it with him and his daughter like throughout their lives and i'm going so far as to say that based on what's in the movie that particular aspect uh, didn't need to be explored any further his relationship with his daughter it solely could have just been about him and she could have been more of a background player like his son appears to be in the film and even his wife i didn't really see his son uh, maybe I don't understand Taiwanese culture because it, you know the, obviously the solution was to to marry the girl he was in love with that he was dirty dancing with and uh, mm-hmm. I, I believe we were told is is perhaps too well off well at least more well off than him yeah presumably somewhat wealthy it just seems like she's doing all right <laughs> for herself you know and uh, I, I just don't understand what your plan was there could be more to it. Maybe he didn't necessarily see a future with her anyways because of his lower social status. You know what I mean? I, I, he really just was like... I don't know. He just does that same sad old man thing. He's like, well, I'm single now. Better, uh, better look up my old flame. Yeah. I mean, what else are you going to do? You know what I mean? I don't know. I guess on? move online with my fucking life. Nah, no one ever does that. I'm, well, people move we'll on. We'll find but- out. They hold on to, you know, people move on, but they hold on to little sparks of memory and stuff, which this movie's playing with quite a bit, right? There's a big element of nostalgia to this movie. Nostalgia's real shit. No, it's only real if it's about Transformers or My Little Pony. Oh, like consumer products? Yeah. Yeah. Good point. That's a good point. No, Transformers Rises of the Beast now in theaters, I think. Uh, I guess the easiest complaint you could make about this movie is um, it is pretty derivative of Wong Kar Wai, of course, a little bit visually, but more specifically, I guess like the Taiwanese new wave, like um, Ho Shao Shen, Ong Lee, Edward Young, that sort of shit. But like, it's not Yee Yee, right? It's not a fucking masterpiece or anything. It's pretty good for a Netflix movie, but um, you know, it's fucking not two and a half hours of just cinema magic. Yeah, you know, Robert De Niro's not out there awkwardly kicking a man off a curb. The Irishman. Uh, yeah, it's directed by Alan Yang. We mentioned last week he uh, is the Aziz Ansari co-creator with Aziz, uh, Master of None. As far as I know, not involved in any uh, sexual harassment with his good friend Aziz Ansari. Guilty by association, though, I guess. Yeah, as are we all. And it is semi-autobiographical. 
Um, I guess he's the little boy that we see in the back of the car in one scene, never mentioned again. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it's just kind of sort of about his dad's life, but, um, you know, with liberties taken, I'm sure, for the language of film. Uh, film starts off, our hero, our, I guess not hero, that's a, that's a baby brain way of thinking about movies. Our protagonist, his father has died, and his mother lost her job, so he's living with his grandparents out in rural Taiwan. And rice uh, patties. The commenting or they're out there. They're trying to be like, hey, you got any kids hiding in here, huh? Hey, which way? How many kids you got hiding around in here? Komintang. Why don't you learn to speak Mandarin? Eh? How do you pronounce it? What? I've always heard it like as like commenting, uh, right? Oh. But it's like actually like Gomindong, right? Yeah, well, you mean back. Um, Americans are just the English speaking world, I think, are just bad at the tones in general. Yeah. I'm making fun of people when I say it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're out there just giving people a hard time. Cause, you uh, know, just hassling folks as, as general uh, you know, tyrannical type dictators do. For listeners who know, don't know, Gomindong uh, were the. A major party of mainland China until they got their asses kicked and then they went to Taiwan and said, This is ours now. No, this is ours. They're a right wing nationalist party. Uh they put Taiwan through shit. It was until the eighties that the White Terror ended, right? Yeah, I think that's right. So like fifty years of mass murders, all sorts of crazy shit. They're not great. Uh they're pretty bad. Uh, I guess just look up the White Terror. If you feel like it, uh, there's a good Taiwanese horror movie that has to do with uh, the White Terror period. It's called Detention. It White might Terror uh, definitely sounds like a, a, a hero in the Watchmen universe. Yeah, but like he, he's the, a hero, air quotes, and yeah, also yeah, a I White mean. Power kind of guy. <laughs> you know, real Rorschach type folk. Yeah. Hey, it's me, the White Terror. What are you doing in this neighborhood? Where do you live? I live in Maryland. There's a very important scene where he's uh, upset because, you know, his life's not going great and he's a child. And his grandma tells him, don't cry. Fucking suck it up, baby. Crying never makes anything better. Which and then uh, we see him repeat that to his daughter. true, but it does, no, it's you know, it's definitely nice to cry. It makes you feel good sometimes. Yeah, gra- leave crying, the pressure valve. You know, it's not going to necessarily fix anything, but... It, you know, it's good for you. Yeah, crying is good. Uh, it You release a helpful brain slime when you cry. So if you like crying, do it. Feels good to cry. They used to call me crybaby because uh, electricity killed my parents. <laughs> yeah, but I guess it's, uh, it, it's in the movie because he repeats it later to his daughter when she uh, makes a mistake at her piano recital instead of supporting her. And then uh, I guess the messaging there is how you people continue to perpetuate um harm upon their children that is visited upon them and maybe it's not a good philosophy in life especially for young boys obviously young girls they're not as often told as often not to cry man up blah 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 that bullshit but uh yeah you know um it's fine to cry i'm a man i cry all the time when i feel like it no one can i just stop haven't me. felt like it in 20 years Oh no, I I cry pretty often. <laughs> you cry Not a problem. Not a problem. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, but uh, same sort of thing. Yeah, like uh, you, this is why you never seen your dad cry because uh, it's fucking. You know, people are hard on young boys, and then uh, they don't ever fucking cry. They man up, man up, grow some balls, buddy. You know what I'm saying? Okay, Jesus. James Saito's in it too. He he makes an appearance again on the podcast. James Saito, handsome man. He's a handsome older man now. Old Saito. That's a uh, two for two Asian American movies we watched with James Saito. Neither of well, them. He's has in he a played. million goddamn movies, isn't he? Yeah, but neither of them so far that we've watched has he played a Japanese American man. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he might be in this one. They don't ever. Uh, mention they don't declare his nationality yeah he's just the new husband for um uh Zhen Zhen. 
Yeah, Zhenzhen is his his wife that he has to marry. And Yuan is the woman he loves, right? I think that's what it is. Right. But he doesn't <clears> have <throat> whatever. Um yeah, he had to marry Yuan go to America. America it's the land of milk and honey, baby. He had a woman full of milk and honey. What's interesting about that, this uh weird myth about the United States still exists today, that somehow the United States is the greatest country in the world, baby. If you move to the United States, everything's gonna be amazing. Everything is so cool in the United States. Uh, even like, there's even like polling from Vietnam where like the younger generations in Vietnam have a favorable view of the United States and wish Baby, they could the United I States. I think you know uh, where, where that's coming from because we export so much of our culture in movies and TV shows. Yeah. Uh, that, and music that they're like, I, you know what? I can make it to America. I just got to make it to, to L.A. and I'm gonna uh, become a, a rapper, a hip hop star. star. Well, if there's any, um, too bad because there's never been a good rapper outside of America, and I stand by that. Well, if there's any international listeners who are listening and they have dreams of moving to the United States, don't fucking do it. It's a bad year. Uh, unless you already have money, you ain't and gonna do fine. shit in the United States. The United States is like, um. Like a hobo dressed in rags, but our pants are held up by a Gucci belt. That's the United States. Yeah, what's your point? That sounds awesome. <laughs> what kind a, of homeless person do you want to be? <laughs> it's a fucking. It's a goddamn naked homeless person. Sores all over his body. Smoke coming out of his ears, but he's got Gucci slides on. That's the United States. I wonder if they're comfortable. Uh, Gucci slides give him too much credit to the wealthy upper class that have all the money in the country because then it sounds like they're foundational right because they're protecting our feet and stuff it's more like gucci shades <laughs> keeping us blind got gucci shades on if you have to come to the united states you know no problem i don't have any problems with the open borders immigration stuff i don't give a fuck about any of that but i'm just telling you if you have dreams and aspirations it's going to change your life becoming dreams, in the United States. Dreams, dreams, <laughs> no, dreams. No, it's not. <laughs> stay in Vietnam. Stay in Vietnam. You got health care. It's fine. Just stay there. You know, like all the, the stereotypes, all Americans carry guns, and you're, you got to be careful walking the streets of the United States because you might get shot. It's kind of true. Don't come to the United States. Yeah, yeah it's definitely a little true. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking. It was, I'm telling you, man, the PVP flag as soon as you step out the door. Yeah. <laughs> Once you part of the going through customs, you got to talk to the priest of Discord. Yeah, PvP mode toggled on, and uh, he finds out the hard way. He has to, he comes to the United States. His boss is like, "Hey, I got a daughter. She's pretty cool. I'm looking for a man. I'm looking for a dude for." Her. And uh, you can go to the United States with her. I'll set you up with a fucking uh, coffin home. He doesn't even like hook him up with a job or anything. There's not like an uncle there that you know what I mean. He's like, yeah, it's really like real loose. Like, here's some money. Take <laughs> yeah. my daughter as far away from here as possible. I'm fucking sick of her. Yeah, it's crazy because I kind of get like, I don't know. Maybe this is like his seventh daughter, right? And he's like, I need to just fucking get rid of this one. Because <laughs> I would kind of get if he's like, he just sends that dude over there to like, I don't know, start up another. You know, like a laundromat, like, you know what I mean? Like some yeah. business operation he's trying to do, but like the fact that he sends him over there with his daughter, and it's just kind of like fucking good luck, buddy. I mean, that's like crazy. That sucks. Um, I'm sure that shit actually does happen, though, and I'm guessing that's kind of what happened, anyways. So he just gets a fucking job at like a corner grocery, a bodega, as they would say in the only in only in New York, baby, the big city. We got the bodegas. We got a corner store. I, you never heard of a corner store, have you? The bodegas, baby, only in New oh, York. Bodega, me and bodega, you. <laughs> only in New York, baby. <laughs> My bodega's called the Seven Eleven. <laughs> I just called the corner store. I don't remember who <laughs> owns it now. Yeah, like it's branded the corner store. It was Valero. But I think I last time I went there, um, I think it's the like no the like touch pads for your credit card and shit like said Shell on them or something. I think it's been bought by like three different corporations. I don't know. It's the corner store. They got the stuff you need. You get chips. You can get your Arizona. You can get your cigarettes. You can get your blunt wraps. 
No chopped cheese though. I don't know. Only only in New York. Only in New York they got the chopped cheese, baby. Oh, we got hamburger meat. We're gonna cook it up with some cheese. <clears throat> you cheese. Oh, you put a little mayonnaise on it, baby. Yeah, we don't. We can't get an authentic New York slice at a corner store. But you, you I, fucking. You I think we get, would like to be able to get an egg, bacon, and cheese sandwich. You can in our corner store. They're not freshly made, though. They're disgusting. Don't talk oh. to me about them. Yeah, They're but you like, know what uh, you can, if you got McDonald's a week ago. Yeah. You know you can get at our corner store that you probably can't get at a bodega, though. Uh, herpes? Big-ass giant taquitos, baby! <laughs> you got the Rattlers over there in the bodega. I don't think so. Arizona exclusive, baby. <laughs> Only in Arizona. Days, so. Big fat taquito. It's got jalapenos in it, baby. You don't even know what a jalapeno is in New York. I'm pretty I sure they know what a jalapeno is. Whatever, we got the real shit out here, the real stuff. It's the real business out here in the Southwest. We got the we got the cowboys. We got the um Sheriff Jarpajo. We got it all. Uh so he runs that grocery store. He has a terrible life with his um arranged marriage. They have some kids, I guess. Uh there's like a particularly sad part where um his wife her life sucks. Let's be honest about it. It's terrible. She um goes to the laundromat and she meets another Taiwanese woman and they get to chatting. And she's like, yeah, I've been doing small loads, so I have a reason to go to the laundromat and, you know, see people. And I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> this is so terrible. But uh, she becomes friends with that Taiwanese woman and her um, frog-faced husband. Very abruptly, it's like, hey, I'm gonna, I think I should go to school, get a teaching certificate, become a teacher. And he's like, why would you want to do that? You're, we're going to have kids. And she's like, ah, it'll only take a couple of years. We don't have to give kids. And her friend are like, well, fuck it. Yeah, let's do it anyways. And then uh, immediate cut to she's pregnant now. Oh, man. What a this, fun life, lead. <laughs> man, this shit's depressing. Life really will just like get the best of people pretty easily, huh? Yeah, it'll, it'll really uh, it'll, it'll beat you down. It'll, really it'll fuck come out you of nowhere up. and hit you upside the head with a brick. Sometimes literally, you know, some, some people are just sitting there and minding their own business and someone comes up and hits them with a brick and then changes their entire life. You know what? Eventually she gets away though, huh? She's like, yeah, all, she's all the kids are out of she here. Finds someone. And she says, man, fuck you, man. I'm not doing this shit anymore. I don't care. Like, about I'm you. not your goddamn slave. Goddamn hedges and shit. I would have danced with you. She would have too. She seemed like she was like. Willing to like give yeah. it a shot. She's willing to give lots of stuff a shot. She let that boring man get her pregnant. Man, it's crazy. You try every. T- I guess not every like gruff Asian dad you see used to dance, but a lot of them did probably, huh? They used to be out there dancing, in the discotheque, cutting a rug, flirting with the ladies. Damn. Not my, not my dad. No, he was more like selling drugs at the gas station. Uh, doing drugs, <laughs> drinking. Not so much dancing, though. He, he, he's the guy that liked to party, I tell you that. But not like a dancing kind of party. Our mom liked to dance, though. She was a disco queen, you might say. <clears throat> Opposites attract, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Only in America. Only in America. Yeah. Only in America, too. Could two Irish Americans <laughs> meet and fall in love. I saw some interesting post on uh, Twitter today. Mm-hmm. Uh, where they, uh, it says, uh, are, are you really white if you can't say your ancestors came from these places? And it was <laughs> an interesting map. It was interesting what they'd cut out of it. You know, there's the usual suspects, like, uh, obviously, <coughs> very Europe-focused, right? So, so a lot of Eastern Europe didn't make it. I'm yeah, a lot of Eastern Europe didn't make it. Uh, Southern Europe, they said, get that out of here. No Greeks, no Italians, Portuguese, Spanish, you're out. Uh, oh, even wow. a large portion of France gone. Whoa! Gone. So Ireland didn't make it either, then. Um, Ireland and the Scottish Highlands out of there. Said, <laughs> get out of here. You, wow. You're not white anymore. <laughs> Isn't that shit crazy? It's coming back. <laughs> 19th century racism. It's coming back. We're fucking. I was joking uh, when Trump got elected president. I'm like, we're rushing back to the golden or the gilded age. But I guess, I guess not. 
I guess it's somewhat related to Trump, but it's just people have gotten so deep into like their fanfic uh, versions of like white um, purity, I guess, where it's like even like the Gallic peoples are like, mm, I don't think so. You know who I always I thought was a little suspect? Charles de Gaulle. What's interesting about it too is um, a Nothing. lot of modern racism is predicated on like the hierarchies that Spain Spain created, right? And now Spain is not included. <laughs> <laughs> no. Like Spain and Portugal were like they were like ahead of the game on uh, you know coming up with the concept of white and who to include and stuff, and uh, now they're not part of the team. That's what happens if sometimes oh. you you fall from grace, and by fall from grace I mean lose your empire and give a bunch of money. I think a lot of it too is just that um, the, these Lost. dummies are kind of like uh, people in South America speak Spanish. Spain no. speaks Spanish. They must not be white. What Portuguese <laughs> speaks? Portugal speaks Spanish. Portugal speaks Spanish too. <clears throat> I mean, Portugal is easy. They uh, they flirted with socialism quite a bit in their recent history, so that means they are not white. Part of the global South now, Portugal. Yeah, so anyhow, I, that's... I bet most Americans don't even realize Portugal's a country. No, you're probably right. I'm sure most people would even look at this crazy mixed-up white people map they made and be like, oh, yeah, Europe, right? Like, <laughs> they wouldn't even realize what was missing or anything. It's not like they know where France is. France. I try not to. I don't got a problem with France. I liked when um one of the recent riots, like the last couple years, um Macron... Was like, ah, oh, these goddamn Gauls. <laughs> <laughs> these Gaul, Gallic hordes. <sighs> yes, yeah, so that's Tiger Tail. I don't know what to tell you, man. This guy, his life. What a so bummer. Sad. It's such a, it is a good movie. Um, it's one really of the, good movie. Uh, and it's the type of movie, I, type of movie I like. But when you think about it in like actual terms, like this is based on a real human being. Like you think about Alan Yang's dad. And it's like, fuck, man. I'm sure he, like, loves his kids and stuff. You know what I mean? And it sounds like him, his dad and his mom are still together. But, like, man, if this is I wonder what that conversation is like. Did did, did Alan Yang's dad come to it or come to me? Like, I have to tell you something. Before your mother, I I actually love someone. Before this arranged marriage, this ad hoc arranged marriage with uh, my boss at the fucking... So, well, I don't know the, the mom attempted mom killing factory. <laughs> hey, what's with these mom killing devices? They don't stop. <laughs> you need to fix these machines. They almost kill my mom. <laughs> That's what it was designed for. Uh, back then, though, there's a woman. And she was hot, hotter than your mom. She was a hot tamale. She was a hot tamale. You gotta give her that. She's a real firecracker. She's real spitfire. Uh, um, real dish. Auga. What are some of like the you know the old timey like phrases you know? Oh no, it's just real twists. <laughs> I think twist is kind of like a trick though. Real hot was, number. Yeah, she was real dame. She had legs that just wouldn't quit. <laughs> but then she got old. Oh man, everyone gets old, huh? Yeah, well, I mean she's still good when she's old, you know. That's a good. <laughs> The, her Taiwanese friend, right? Remember, she's sitting at dinner with her and her husband. And she's talking mad shit to her husband about being ugly and stuff. And he's like, hey, you're no beauty prize winner either, right? But, uh-huh. like, she looks like ten times better than he does. <laughs> I don't know. I felt like she wasn't that, that much much pretty or prettier than him. I don't know. He was, like, bald and fat. And he had glasses. He was a glasses dork. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Someday all of us are gonna need glasses. I, I I think I actually need them now. I just you know I don't have insurance for my eyeballs. Uh, you just go to the America's Best, the hundred dollars, and they give you two pairs. All right, I can make a hundred dollars. We can want to know what I'm gonna have to do for it. Uh, I'm gonna have to appear in a Netflix original film for a hundred dollars. That's oh, about all no. you get paid. That's about all you get paid, baby. It's only got 6.6 on IMDb. I guess it's not too far off what I would rate it. I'd probably give like a 7 out of 10. I was going to say 7.5. I've given shittier movies than the 7s. It's a pretty good movie. It's up there with like Okja and Blonde for me. It's one of the best things we've watched on Netflix. It just uh, needs to be 
uh, the opposite of what you usually say. I think this movie would have been served better if it was like half an hour longer. And yeah, read a little they less, did more with his and his daughter's relationship, or just gave more time to sort of like soak in the vibes of seventies Taiwan. Because they made cool. the whole conclusion of the movie about him and his daughter going to Taiwan, his daughter learning about his life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Seemingly kind of like unburdening himself to his daughter. It just felt like they right. should have done a little bit more with her in that relationship. Because we don't really see. We should, I don't know. We should get like one or two vignettes of, of her growing up with him, right? They also really should have. I feel like there should have been a scene where <clears throat> he explicitly, like, verbally opens up to her and, like, reassures her about her own life. Yeah. Like, um, when they're doing the dishes after the, uh, the, like, just the most boring new Chinese New Year's party I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, yeah, after that party, when they're doing the dishes together, you know, he, like, can tell she's upset, and they, like, kind of talk, but not really. Like, yeah, I think it would have been better if he just, like, opened up to her, and he was like, yeah, I, um... I guess maybe that'd be too obvious, but I just... The way it plays out where... It's just kind of like um, a montage of them checking out Taiwan. It did make me feel like I was going to cry at the end, though, when he's looking at his house in Taiwan, talking about his mom. I was like, damn, that's sad. I don't know if I'd get over leaving my mom. You know what I mean? Not even so much like the Yuan thing. <laughs> like, damn, I left my mom. Didn't ever bring her to the United States. She didn't want to come because Taiwan is cooler. Fuck. You know what I mean? That'd be a <laughs> yeah, big regret. Yeah, his life is pretty sad, man. Sad dude movies. I fucking can't get enough of them. Sad dude movies. Can't get enough of them. Sad dude movies. Lately, I've been watching sad teenager movies. On a real kick of, like, anti-coming-of-age movies. Just fucking how terrible it is to be a kid and all the horrible things that can happen and how getting older just changes people for the worse. Mm. Mm. Like this movie too. Um, that line in a block party song has always stuck with me since I was pretty young. I don't know, seventeen or eighteen. Whenever that first block party album came out, it was being uh, being a man made me coarse when I wanted to be delicate. Yeah, you don't have to give a lot of um, space for dudes on the internet. I understand. Like, there's a lot of incels and assholes and stuff. But I want to be sincere and open on the podcast. Mm, society kind of makes makes it hard to be a boy. Kind of sucks. Kind of sucks to be a man. Based on you know, like I've the, always, it's so hard to be a straight white man in today's America. Oh no, not for those reasons. <laughs> I get what you're saying. Just yeah, like the the requirements of masculinity. I've never felt uh, anything was really required of me. I mean, yeah, I've done a lot of work to um avoid having to at least like the things that i ever think of require me aren't because i have a penis or anything like that it's more like there are things certain things as a, as a human that you know doesn't want to be an asshole should do balling my eyes out five stars i and my balls out five stars top reviews on letterbox how many times has it been where it's like in tie i don't know I feel like Never. there's a lot of times where like there's been a few times where it's like, I can't read this review, it's in Thai. Oh, yeah, they actually, you know, now you mentioned, I think there has been a couple times. There's this guy, there must be, like... There's just one or two really uh, famous Thai reviewers. No, maybe, like, just Thai people are, like, hella good at reviewing movies. And, like, so it's... Anytime you go to check out Letterboxd, it's, like, fucking straight to the top on this one, boys. This is the big leaks. <laughs> or Thai people are really good at making bots. One of my favorite and most touching movies I've ever seen. I probably cried for half the movie. It's always hard to think about what could have been or how your life could have been different if you didn't make certain decisions. You could dislike the main character for going against his heart, but you can also see that he's being pulled in so many different directions. His family, his love, his own freedom, and his pride. True enough. So he turns into a bitter old son of a bitch. Makes everybody else's life miserable. Yeah, that happens quite a lot. I know lots of grumpy people that just have a whole bunch of resentment about shit that happened a long time ago. And they make it everyone else's problem. Past. I find this let movie tell, easy. Let me tell you something about resentment. Okay. 
I don't feel like it. Oh, okay. I found this movie so nice and refreshing and a lovely reminder that we really do only live once. As far as we know, stupid ass. <laughs> Incredible sad story that touches upon subtle aspects of Chinese culture. I kind of, I don't know. I think it's um, almost a, like a universal human experience. You know what I mean? There's like specific events that take place in his life that are very specific to Taiwan during the time period, right? But sure. Yeah, I mean, I think the idea this this idea is pretty common. A lot of people yeah. give up a lot, give up a lot of their dreams and their actual desires and wants in the pursuit of, I guess, um, not starting. <laughs> yeah, you know, I guess capitalism. I guess that's the thing, though. I guess it, it was um, succinctly put together when during like the press tour for Parasite, when they asked uh, Bong Juno like why he thought Parasite resonated so well around the world, and he's like, "Oh, I, I, I guess because we all live in one country called capitalism." Ooh, got him. Let's see what the bad reviews say. Heard me this. Trauma plus tiger parenting equals tiger tail. This sort of story is not very exciting to watch unfold on screen, especially when it's a story that I'm all too familiar with at home. What a shame that the film has a great poster, but absolutely abysmal understanding of any emotional facet in film. What? Yeah. The classic immigration tale diluted, diluted by filmmakers who have no tenable grasp of the culture and lack the chops to pull off what could have been a jaded man's descent into patriarchal abnegation a la the godfather what? the motivations <laughs> flimsy enough on their own and bereft of natural empathy are so superficially explored that the stoicism post time skip ended up validating the various myopic east asian stereotypes up for critique in the first place i presume the excessive excessive score was the last resort to eke out any semblance of life into this melodrama mess in vain, overshooting the intensity to a near comical degree. I've never always seen a film more determined to give off the veneer of authenticity. The cinematic equivalent of a big barf. Holy, this dude is a big hater. Like I, you know, I consider myself quite quite a hater, right? Quite a hater. <laughs> no, hate and um, I don't know. I this is I could not even aspire to be. Absolutely hater. <laughs> yeah, this guy is a big time hater. Absolutely hated how pretentious this film was. No meaningful growth with the main character. Story was stagnant. Uh, Fuck, man. <laughs> told you you're going to be pissed. What, is, what a stupid thing to say. An overpraised yuppie executing a homework assignment about their father with zero emotional aesthetic or narrative investment. Attempts to be a cliche drama, but that doesn't even hit competent. Bong ripping your way through the worst parts of Edward Young and Wong Kar Wai. Not as easy as writing twee neolib junk TV, and that's just the flashbacks. The present day stuff is beyond dire. For a movie about understanding family values, it perhaps predictably obtusely American, and the amateurish acting, writing, and directing wouldn't fly on Hallmark. Oh my god, <laughs> he's burning it up! Burning <laughs> it up big time. Um, I don't like this movie anymore. Nah, I mean, he, he, he's, he's, so he says it's perhaps predictably obtusely American. Uh, yeah, it, because it's an American film. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, this movie's not about Taiwan. This review stands out to me because, um, this is something like a lot of film fans, air quotes on the internet, like film nerds don't seem to get. Like, there is a very distinct, dis, there's major distinction between, like an Asian American movie and a Taiwanese movie or a Chinese movie or a Hong Kong movie, a Japanese movie. You know what I mean? Like there's, yeah, this movie feels American because it was made by an American and it's about like an American experience. It's not about, it's not fucking a brighter summer day. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like not, that's not what this shit is. Yeah. But why isn't it? You know, because it's a fuck. It was made in America by an American man <laughs> about American people. I don't know. It's like uh, just like the the sort of buzzwordy stuff stuff he used in this review too. Uh, this uh, writing as twee neo lib junk TV. 
Is a, when like, people start talking like around like that, I immediately go, "Well, this guy's just." Well, like it's like this. I can tell by the buzzwords in it. This person like sees himself as a discerning, like left wing, uh, broad film enjoyer type thing, right? He also dropped Edward Young and Wong Kar Wai, which is this is probably someone that I share a lot of uh, opinions and tastes with as far as films go, right? But like, uh, he's really stilted in his view about. Um, I don't even like what the power and meaning of like film is more broadly. I think right there's it's there's major cultural significance in stories and film. If this movie, you know what I mean, like this movie, the the nature of this movie being me made in America by an American is like that sets it completely apart from Wong Kar Wai and Edward Young. You know what I mean? It's like. This person has gone so far into their own bullshit that, like, I think they're racist. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, why doesn't your American movie about Asian Americans resemble anything like an Edward Young movie? Stupid as hell. Stupid. The actual audacity to compare yourself to Ho Shao Shen, Eddie Young, plus Wong, like truly a terrible tribute to these absolute masters. Also poor discourse that doesn't hold space for the ways our lives could have gone differently. But that we can still be happy despite trauma. Also, apparently, the Chinese slash China, Taiwanese is terrible. Who knows? An actual fucking mess. See, this person's an idiot too because they say Chinese slash Taiwanese when it's Mandarin slash Taiwanese, uh, which it might be terrible. I don't speak either of those languages. But uh, he's like, uh, apparently, it's terrible. Who knows? So you could have just left that shit out, man, because you don't know. No, he knows. He read it somewhere, and so he obviously he said it was obviously correct. And the, uh, the audacity to compare yourself to Ho Shao Shen and Eddie Yang and Wang. Do you think, I just, let's see if, I'm going to Google and see if Alan Yang ever compared himself to any yeah, of Yeah, where does people. that come from? That's the thing is, he's very much inspired by the Taiwanese New Wave. It's like super evident in the movie, but that's a perfectly fine thing to do. To reference other filmmakers like Quentin Tarantino, no, you got to be completely original at all times. Yeah, well, Edward Yang or Alan Yang compares himself to, uh, let's say, Edward Young. I mean, look, no, but um, there is an article that's uh, Edward Alan Yang, the five greatest movies about family, where he um recommends Yi Yi, which is Edward Young, City of Sadness, which is Ho Shao Shen, Late Spring, which is Ozu. Squid and the Whale, which is Noah Baumbach. Uh, Place Beyond Pines, which is Derek Kjomfranz. I know Squid and the Whale. That's a good movie. You just say yuck because he's masturbating in the library all the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just yuck because of Noah Baumbach. Noah Baumbach. That's Greta Gerwig's partner you're talking about there, buddy. I don't give a shit. Yeah, you're right. Greta Gerwig should be my partner. That clip of her behind the scenes when she's filming um, Lady Bird, like the like the romance scene, and she's laughing and having such a good time carrying on. <laughs> that may be the most attractive a human being has ever looked. <laughs> I just like it when people are normal and have a good time. Kinda, yeah. That's what gets me rock hard. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. I like Weird. when people are having fun and they're like joyous and you know genuinely expressing themselves and stuff. Yeah, that's powerful fine. stuff. I just don't understand why it's so sexy to you. I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> it's just like because she's like, yeah, romance. I love, love, and you know what I mean. She's like feeling it. She's feeling herself. She's making art. Cool. Alan, if you want to tell your parents stories and maybe actually talk to them and really, really hear them first, and maybe don't turn them all Chinese. What? <laughs> well, that's a little strange. Well, why does he assume he didn't talk to his parents about the story? No, he just made it up as he went. This is about and my then, dad or something, I guess. And I then know. what is, and maybe don't turn them all Chinese. Is there, I guess, I, to be charitable to them, right? Maybe they're not just a complete idiot. That's like, why are all these people Chinese, even though the director's name is Alan? You know what I mean? Um, maybe they're like a, a problem with the, it being Taiwanese people in the story with chinese american actors uh, you know, i don't know but then it's like let's get let's get into it um how much of the population of taiwan is indigenous taiwanese do you know oh it's small less than 10 percent 
So the people that mostly inhabit Taiwan, would you say that maybe they're ethnically Chinese? Uh, I don't know what I would say. <laughs> yeah. No more of this kind of Chai America films from Netflix, please. <laughs> I don't get it. Like people, oh, you... that's a Chai American. That sounds like a child, Chai Americano, and it sounds disgusting. <laughs> I made a robot watch a hundred hours of American Dream tropes, and this was the result. Mm-hmm. What's cool about this is this person's like, oh, this movie is such a stereotypical American Dream bullshit movie, and the other guy was like, ah, oh, this movie's trying so hard to be uh, Edward Young and Ho Shen movie. <laughs> What's the problem? Which one is it? Right. Yeah. Which one is it? Let me be one of the first of the Asian Americans, American contingency to say fuck representation because this is not it. It's supposed to feel like an Edward Young slash Wong Kar Wai slash Ho Shao Shen tribute. Could just can. knock off without purposeful choices. Cuts too fast and doesn't let us linger. Sound? Question mark? Question mark? Light? Question mark? Question mark? Question mark? Dialogue? Question mark? Question mark? Question mark? Question mark? Use the damn craft. My stars are for Taima and the first 10 minutes. People are really fucking hung up about the fact that this guy has seen the Taiwanese new wave, new wave uh, auteurs and cribbed their style a little bit, huh? They fucking can't get over that shit. They're like, <laughs> I how wonder dare if they you? had made it like a David Lynch movie if it would have been okay. They're like, how dare you have seen all of Edward Young's films and not have been able to make a masterpiece your very first film for Netflix, you son of a bitch. That's the thing. It's like, yeah, it's not Turn a masterpiece. Your digital cameras. It's not a fucking masterpiece, but it's a pretty good movie. And yeah, it's, it's... Hey, I've watched a Netflix movies. This was a pretty good one. At best, a cheap imitation of Wong Kar Wai and at worst, a dreadfully acted family melodrama trying way too hard to be deep and meaningful. I think a lot of these people are like hung up on promotional shit they must have read in like the New York Times or some of the other bullshit like newspapers that write on like movies because they're like really fucking stuck on this idea that he at some point must have mentioned he was inspired by like Wong Kar Wai and Edward Young and stuff because none of these people can fucking get over it. And this one is at best a cheap imitation of Wong Kar Wai. There's like two scenes that have some visual similarity to Wong Kar Wai movies. It's way more like an Edward Young movie. And even that is like a major stretch. You know what I mean? Like I, what happened is at one point he mentioned he was inspired by these filmmakers, right? Right. These other people read about it and they were like, and this asshole who's fucking never seen a Wong Kar Wai movie apparently. It was like, oh, this is a cheap imitation of Wong Kar Wai. This movie doesn't look anything like a fucking Wong Kar Wai movie, except for like the, a couple of the dance scenes. I don't know. I, we can't read any more of this. I'm getting pissed off with these people. <laughs> <laughs> well, Calvin yeah, ruined his night. So. It's like, I don't need to go to bat this hard for a pretty good Netflix movie, but it's the these people's arguments are just like fucking... What the fuck are you talking about? Well, You're everybody wants home. to seem smart, and they, well, they, gotta, they gotta let you know what... Uh, films they've seen they came to the wrong part of town man because i'm a guy that's watched every one car Wai movie multiple times that's right i'm a film guy on the internet i like one car Wai. i'm a, sort of a revolutionary figure <laughs> not too many guys like me who like movies and one car Wai. well you know i think uh you know who's better than one car Wai is paul hmm. ws anderson a lot of people like um that space hell movie he did the one with um dr grant from jurassic park and lawrence Fishburne. you know what i'm talking about nope honestly i don't uh, what is the name of that movie time to do a little investigation <coughs> so sam neill is dr grant luckily i remembered that uh this movie would come out in like 1999 oh wait bicentennial man <laughs> event horizon Event Horizon, yeah. yeah. I do like Event Horizon. Yeah, a lot of people like that one. That's Paul W.S. Anderson. I think that may be the only good movie he made. I think, like, the first Resident Evil is, like, eh, whatever. It's not bad. It's just, like, okay. Oh, also, I mean, like, Mortal Kombat. Well, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah, see? Yeah, see? It's me, Mortal Kombat, see? Mortal Kombat, see? Ah, look at us. So Mortal Kombat, Event Horizon, <clears throat> first Resident Evil, yeah, it's fine. 
I guess that's it. The cool thing about the Resident Evil series, though, like from the perspective, my perspective on Paul W.S. Anderson, <clears throat> I like that he was just kind of like, hey. Don't you guys think my wife is hot? Yeah, look at my beautiful wife. What if, what if the movie is all about my beautiful wife? What if we just kept making movies about my beautiful wife being hot and powerful? Huh? What do you guys huh? think, huh? Isn't my beautiful wife hot and powerful? Hey, I know we're done with Resident Evil, but uh, have you guys heard of Monster Hunter? What if we put my hot wife in? (laughs) (laughs) He's a real real wife guy. That's like aspirational. I long to be a wife guy like Paul W. Sanderson. Need to start making movies, put my wife in it. All right, I guess that's enough for this episode, huh? Seven out of seven and a half out of ten is pretty good. I hate that it, he copied Juan Carwai so much, though. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I'm angry about oh, it. I'm going to write a very terse review after we're done here. This movie isn't anything like In the Mood for Love. I was in the mood for love, and I didn't get it. Days. It sounds like our days of being wild are over. <laughs> the main character should have said that and looked into the camera. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next week, next it's week, Pride. Though. It's Pride Month. Oh, yeah. Happy Pride Month. Um, but during Pride Month, you gotta be gay. You gotta watch gay shit. Slim Pickens on Netflix. I guess broadly within the culture, there's kind of slim pickings for uh, LGBT movies in general, right? A lot of them are really safe, simple, romantic comedies or coming of age shit. Really and shit. there's Party Monster. <laughs> A lot of shit I'm not into. Uh, Party Monster is a good movie. They just, they don't make them like Liquid Sky anymore, do they? Knife plus knife and heart, knife plus heart. Remember we watched that on stream oh, yeah. one time. That's a good movie. Uh, yeah, but they certainly don't have anything like that on Netflix. It's all just kind of goofy, coming of age, teen romance kind of bullshit, which is fine. You know, whatever, make whatever you want. Uh, I'm glad Netflix has some gay movies. I guess it's just not of particular interest to me. But uh, we're gonna give it a shot because that's all they got. <laughs> It's Game called the comedies. What it's called? The half of it. The half of it. It's the half of it is in the I mean, half. The other it. half of it. We'll see how it goes. I mean, I don't know. I was planning on watching all like queer movies this month because Netflix uh, is making it hard on us. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if we're gonna be able to do it. So we're gonna at least get this one in there, and then we'll see about next week. Cause man, I, I just the options just seem so bad, <laughs> but it makes sense. Um, I mean, there's not really any, not any good Netflix movies. Yeah, yeah you know, it's just, it's real. It's there's no diamonds in the rough out there. It's just, just a lot of rough. I guess yeah. Even beyond Netflix, there's just like not a lot of interesting stuff getting made at all anymore. And that's why you like you see uh, the kids like begging for representation scraps from corporate overlords like Disney. When it's like that shit doesn't matter, and they're gonna legislate against you any chance they get. But fucking, I don't. Yeah, I don't know how else you're gonna see any gay people on the screen ever. So I, I guess it makes sense. It sucks, but yeah. Fuck man, damn, damn it, one car. Why? You know, we could I, just I watch um. Uh, a Wong Kar Wai's movie about gay men instead. You want to do that? Do you want to watch? Do that instead. It's not like a Netflix original, but we can just watch that. I don't know. It's not a part of the content story technically. No, it sure isn't. We just watch it. Just like, watch it. Why not? We're slaves just to the format. Just watch a little happy together. Now I will watch stupid bullshit Netflix movie instead of happy together. Fucking. I'm gonna watch Happy Together on my own, on my own damn time. <laughs> watch the taste salads, Netflix bullshit out of my mouth. God damn fucking Netflix bullshit. See, this is gonna be the greatest romantic comedy I've ever seen. <clears throat> well, luckily, I was able to find one that has like sort of the trappings of teen romantic comedy, but it seems like it might be more about friendship and like acceptance. And, you know what I mean? Like maybe there's a little bit more going on. I don't know. We'll see. It doesn't look that great, but I tried to find something that wasn't like um was the Maya Hawk one we watched. Oh, we <laughs> do, do revenge. revenge. Yeah, I yeah. kind of didn't want to tread down that path again. All, no, no, all that those was, that one was do a, revenge. That one was a uh, LGBTQ movie, you know? Yeah, 
and it wasn't like terrible, but you know what I mean? It's just like, I feel like I've had enough. I want to see some cool gay shit. Not <laughs> just bottom of the barrel Netflix shovelware trash, but I think that's all they have. Because that's, that's what Netflix is. Yeah, that's content sewer, baby. That's what it's all about. We're down here in the trash. Woo! VHSKVLT.com. That is our website. You can go there to look at stuff and listen to podcasts. But more importantly, you can copy the link and send it to at least 20 of your friends, family, lovers, and whoever else to let them know about the podcast so that they can find out the truth about Netflix originals. Most of them are bullshit, but they got Tiger Tail. So there's like there's like a few of them. Let them know. Hook them up. Hook them up with the content sewer. Straight to the brain. Yeah, get that you know must trip chip uh plug your plug your podcast right to your brain i'm well i'm going on that elon musk trip i'm on that elon musk trip yeah baby i get seizures three times a day but it's worth it because i get the contents who are beamed right into my tubes hell yeah imagine if you imagine if you could get contents who are beamed right into your brain put the chrome to your dome if you uh Uh, subscribe to the patreon for a hundred dollars a month guess what right to your brain we'll beam it right to your brain uh rate and review the podcast too tell your friends and family tell everyone anyone who will listen you tell them you get out there and you tell them content sewers out here reviewing original films and you also tell them thanks for listening talk to you next week uh love you forever happy pride month don't die <laughs>